Thank you, Gary, and Lauren, and Stephen, and Margaret, and Dave. Lord bless you. Lovely sense of the Lord. Wonderful praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I tell you this evening, I feel this evening that I just want to bring a short message. And we will continue on in our series. Um, Maybe not next week for Kingdom Kids is that next week. But the week after. And I want to just have a... a, I'd like to get away early since it's bank holiday weekend. The Lord bless you for for coming and and turning out this evening. So, I'll tell you what I want to do. If you have your Bible, please turn with me to the Psalms. Turn to Psalm number 40, please. Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit. And from the merry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust. And respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Keep your Bible open. Let's just bow again in a word of prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, that your word is ever living. Thank you, Lord, that your word dwells richly in the hearts of those who meditate upon it thank you Lord that your word is our rock and our firm foundation thank you Lord that your word is our fortress tonight we run to thy word Lord and we hide in thy word in times of trouble we thank you Lord that we can even cry as the psalmist cried I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Lord, take this short address. Take this short message. And bless it to every single heart. Bless it to everyone that's in this house this evening. And glorify your own precious name. I ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. The word of God is described as a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. The word of God is so powerful that spoken under the anointing influence of the Holy Spirit, the word of God can break any chain, can break every fetter that binds a man and woman in their life. David is a king here. David is a psalmist. 
David, from a young boy, knew the leading of the Lord. Under the stars at night, looking at the stars at night and seeing the splendor of God's glory, watching the sheep tending, looking after them. Then suddenly comes a bear and a lion. And of course, David has the strength of the word of God within him, the promise that God would make something out of him. And David trusts in the word of God and defeats a bear, defeats a lion. You know what that tells me tonight as I'm before you and you're before me? It tells me that our God keeps his word. That our God keeps his promises. It tells me that when I trust in Christ as my saviour, that when those who come to him, no matter how deep, dark and die they are in sin, that he will not turn you away, for he keeps his word. That those who cry unto him, he will save them for time and for eternity, because he keeps his promise. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, will cleanse us from all sin. And the blood was freely shed on Calvary's cross and it's up to the individual man and woman to lay hold on the blood. As it were, to lay hold on the promise of the word of God that you may be cleansed. That you may be free from the bondage of sin and the yoke of Satan that he has you under. Men and women, teenagers, today in the year 2013, think that it's freedom to live how they like. That it's freedom to go do what they want. That it's freedom to go into the nightlife. That it's freedom to sit in bars and clubs and pubs. That it's freedom to fornicate at the weekends and to go from relationship to relationship. That it's freedom. Let's be free, be God of our own selves. And that we're free to do what we like. The more a man and a woman feels that's their freedom, the more they do not realize they are under the yoke of bondage. That they are under the bondage of sin and of Satan. For he is drawing after the lust of the flesh and he is keeping you bound. And in fact, verse 2 gives us a beautiful picture for you if you're outside of Christ tonight. That he, that man and that woman are in an horrible pit. The horrible pit that this world affords. The horrible pit which you cannot dig your way out of. The horrible pit here gives the idea of a hole sunken in the ground. The hole that is sunken in the ground where the water would come and run down. It's merry, it's murky and it's muddy at the bottom. And of course we go ankle to shin to knee deep. Stuck fast, unable to scramble nor climb our way up the walls of our addictions and of our sins. And as the more we scramble, the more the water and the mud would flow and the deeper we sink in the mire. Horrible pit. Mary Clay. There's people in their life and they try and they try and they try to rescue their own selves. They try by cleaning up their life. 
They try by coming to church. We're glad to see you. They try by doing good deeds, by giving money, by becoming institutionalized or denominationalized and saying, look at my, my, my reference here, Lord. Look what I am doing. I am trying to reform myself. Do you know you cannot reform yourself? Do you know the Bible tells us that your works are as filthy rags before the Lord? That everything that you and I try to put our hand to, everything that you and I try to do to merit our salvation, the Bible says they are like filthy rags before God because God gave his wonderful, beautiful, precious son to die on Calvary's tree for you. Only the blood. Bran and Ruth sang about the blood. Only the blood. Being under the blood. Israel coming out of Egypt must be under the blood. I have something to tell you. I believe with all my heart, for there was a mixed multitude went out with Israel, that everyone who was not of Israel, whether they were Egyptian or from another race, I believe when they were under the blood, that they were also spared the wrath of God. You know why they were spared the wrath? They were spared the wrath of God, for God is no respecter of persons. They were, spared, they were spared the wrath because God says, this night I will pass through. Passing through in wrath, passing through in anger, passing through in judgment. He says, this night I will pass through, but when I see the blood, I will pass over you. It's the blood of the Lamb that God recognizes. It's only the blood and nothing else. It's not in our Elam movement here or in Donacloney Elam Church, nor the wonderful times of worship we have. It's not in the hymns and songs and choruses that we sing. It's not by bringing in guest singers and, and sitting here under the sound of this. And it's wonderful. But that is not your salvation. Salvation is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ being under the blood of the Lamb. Are you under the blood? Are you under the blood? Many men and women do not realize it. But they are in a horrible pit. Their freedom is not freedom but bondage. When a man and woman comes to Christ, he or she, he whom the Son sets free, shall be free indeed. In other words, when a man and a woman really, truly, honestly, with Holy Ghost conviction comes to the Lord Jesus and kneels at the foot, as it were, of the old rugged cross, claiming the merits and the efficacy of the precious blood, that man and that woman are free indeed. Free from Satan's grip. Free from the grip of their addictions and free from the world and the things that it holds them under and in. That horrible pit seems just like, well, my life has just went into a bit of a hole, but I'll get out of it. I've something to tell you, friend. This horrible pit is inescapable. This horrible pit 
It's not like some place where you'd go and make yourself better and all is well. For the horrible pit is full of, is your life's worth, your life's full. And you'll stand before God in that mud and filth and dirt of the married clay that holds you in this world before Christ. Unless or except you're under the blood of Christ. Listen to what David says as a king. I waited patiently for the Lord. I have something to say. I wish I could say that. I waited patiently. I am one of the worst people. The Lord's still dealing with me in the patience area. When I go out for something to eat, I could have something as soon as I get it, I could eat it and just leave again. They might catch me with the bill on the way out if they hurry up. And Alison would say, but we're out all night. She said, no, gotta go, let's go. When we are unsaved, we do not wait patiently for the Lord, for we are dead in our sins and in our trespasses, unknowing, unwittingly knowing the, the dire depths of danger that we're in. That in a beat of a heart, or should I say, the stoppage of the beat of the heart, that at the next moment, we could go out into eternity. Eternity where? And where would we be? Oh, when Christ is in the vessel, we can smile at the storm and here we have someone waiting patiently for the Lord. Many a times we think we wait patiently. And brother and sisters, could I say this? Maybe you're going through a time, a time of worry or distress or hurt or hardship. Just hold on. God's delays are not his denials. God's delays are not his denials. Just hold on. We're going to bring it tonight. Faith looks to the morning's joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Christ will bring you through, Christian. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. Sometimes we don't trust in the Lord with all our hearts and we do lean on our own understanding and we're human and we're frail and we're weak and we understand these times because we're all like that if we are honest one with another. But trust in the Lord tonight. Lord, if you don't come through for me, I'm finished. The Lord says, trust in me. Don't look at what you see. With our 2020 vision. And don't look around you at all the things that are besetting you. Don't let them come in your heart. Come upon your mind. Where you're back into bondage. For the Lord Jesus Christ has liberated us. And set us free from all of these bondages that try to bind us. We are free indeed. Here we have. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me. Notice that. 
If David had have done this himself, he would have said, And so I climbed up. He says, He brought me. Isn't that beautiful? And he came into the pit. He came right into the pit where David's life was. He came right into the pit in the Mary Clay himself. God interfered in David's life. Now that's the type of interference we want. God got involved in David's life. David couldn't go to him, but God came to David. He brought me. It's like the Shulamite sings in the Song of Solomon. He brought me into his banqueting house. And his banner over me is love. He comes into the pit. And he lifts you out. Makes me think of Hannah praying, her lips moving. Old Eli sees her and says, You're a drunk woman. She says, No, I'm not drunk, I'm praying. Praying for a child. And of course, she gives birth to Samuel. And she has a marvelous, wonderful prayer life. And this woman bursts into ecstatic praise and utterance before God. Her heart overwhelmed and taken over by the Holy Ghost. He takes a beggar from the dunghill. To set them among princes. That they may inherit the throne of his glory. Think about that. Christian, think about that. It should cause you to worship. Think about that, it should cause you to give thanks. Think about that, it should set you on fire to go out tonight and get up in the morning and go to work and say, Lord, thank you. I am inheriting the throne with you, O Jesus. He's made us kings and priests unto our gods. Unworthy, undeserving, guilty, Vile sinners. He brought us up from an horrible pit. He brought my life out of an horrible pit. He set me free and broke the chains that were binding me. Fills you with his spirit. Notice the filling of the Holy Spirit here. That is read verse 2. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit. Out of the Mary Clay, set my feet upon a rock. What is that rock, you might say? Terra firma? What sort of a rock is it that he sets us upon? Is it a rock that we can dig ourselves back down into? Is it a rock that will crumble beneath us? What sort of a rock is it that he sets our feet upon? The rock that he sets our feet upon is the rock Christ Jesus, the foundation and the cornerstone of the church. Christ Jesus is the rock. He says, he set my feet upon a rock. What sort of ground are you standing on? Here we can see the Father and God as a Son. And we'll see him in a moment as the Holy Ghost. Sets my feet upon a rock. A rock, Christ Jesus. There's no other foundation for your salvation. 
There's no other foundation to, to be laid and can be laid, but that which is already laid, and that is the rock. That is the great foundation, our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, everything is he, 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 he. Notice how personal it is, he, me, he, my. He comes to the heart. He comes to the man. He comes to the woman. And he speaks words of comfort, words of blessing, words of help and words of security. And he says, come on to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord, dig me out. I'm in this pit, Lord, and I can't get out. Lord, dig me out. And he comes and he gets involved. He brought me up, not down. It's not beautiful. He brought me up. He doesn't put me down. God is in this to save your soul and to bless you. He brought me up, not tore me down. He doesn't condemn me for I'm in Christ Jesus. He builds me up. Christ builds me up. God wants to build you up. He lifts me up, he builds me up, and he'll take me up. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Oh, not just any pit. This one was horrible. Out of the merry clay. Notice the liberation in the word out. O-U-T. Lord, I need out. Lord, I can't do this on my own merit or being or strength. I need out, Lord. And he takes you out. Out of the merry clay. And set. Firmly set. Positively set. Once and for all. With full security for eternity. He set me in Christ. And you can't get any more secure than that. When you know in your failures and your faults and your fallings. You can't get any more secure. Knowing that God has placed you in his son. That which we, he had predestined before the very foundation of the world. You weren't saved by accident, brother, sister. You just didn't happen to waltz into a, a meeting or meet someone in work and someone told you the gospel and you decided to get a fluffy feeling in your heart and you'll give it a try and see how you get on and one day you hope to be in heaven. God saw you. God knew you. God knew me. He saw my depravity and he saw my sin. But he loved me. He placed his love upon each and every one of us that we would get saved, born again of the Spirit and washed in the blood of the Lamb and he would take us to eternity. It's all of him. There's nothing of ourselves. It's all of him. From start to finish, he is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending, the first and the last. He is all in between.
No more secure can we get than he sat at my feet. You can say he sat at my feet. Well, so can I. He sat at my feet. And I hope you can say he sat at my feet. <laughs> if you don't know where your feet are. David says, the Lord is your shepherd I shall not want. No, he did not. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. He's mine. He might be yours, brother. He might be yours. He might be yours, sister, but I'll tell you something. See, with the full assurance of the witness of the Holy Ghost, the witness in my heart to the Word of God, the witness in my heart to the blood of the Lamb, I can tell you, he's mine. Dear Savior, thou art mine. How sweet the thought to me. Let me repeat thy name and lift my heart to thee. You're mine, mine, mine. Oh, what assurance and security when God places you in Christ. For he has predestined and foreordained it before the foundations of the earth was laid. Before there was a sinner in the earth, there was a Savior in heaven. I promised myself I wasn't getting excited tonight because I'm not even bringing, speaking off these notes. I haven't got any notes anyway. Oh, what a glorious Lord. What a blessed Redeemer. What a wonderful Savior for man and woman to know not the Christ of God, the Lord Jesus in their life. To know that rescuing, saving power. Oh, that day when that irresistible grace of God came upon my heart. And he dealt with me and he spoke to me and he wrestled with me and he talked to me. And with you until not that he made us that we were saved against our will. He made us willing to be saved. <laughs> If that doesn't start your heart racing, if you don't want to jump up and shout, praise God and hallelujah, there's nothing well. Make your toes open and shut. The joy of the Lord is your strength. (laughs) Here this king sees himself As a man of the mire. If you want to get saved, you need to see yourself as a man of the mire. A woman of the mire. In my own depravity and my human nature, I am totally unable and incapable to save myself, Lord. But Jesus, hear my cry. He says, the Lord heard my cry. He heard my cry. And he gets involved, he interferes, and he comes down into your mire. And if you end up singing, you could be out of the mire and into the choir. There's a heavenly choir, and I trust you'll be there, singing around the throne of the Lamb. Worthy 
against the Lamb that was slain. We'll be singing. When Jesus is central. Oh, as even the old poet said in his hymn. Center of glory the I see. Wonderful man of Calvary. That's who he is. That's who he is. The center of glory. The son of God who loved us. And gave up himself for us. So here's the Holy Spirit. Verse 3. Holy Spirit's right through it, but you know what I mean. And he, here's your going into the choir. And he hath put a new song in my mouth. Jesus, I used to sing the songs of the world. And I used to sing the songs of the devil. And I used to sing in the bar rooms and in the clubs. And I used to sing from my heart the things I loved best. What a different song in life. It was called Roll Out the Barrel. Now I sing a brand new song. Amazing grace. The whole day long my Jesus paid the debt. That I could never pay. Here the spirit of God moving. Dwelling. Abiding and operating in the child of God. Sees them singing in the choir. The choir of the church. The choir of the redeemed hearts. Singing amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise. Can I ask you, brother, sister, friend, when we're singing, is that what it is, songs? Just a song? Do we even sing? Is it just from the lips and the hearts far from him? Or are we opening our mouth and it's a, a tubular bell to release the joy of our being? For he hath taken us from the merry pit. He has brought us from that horrible place where you and I could not rescue ourselves from. So when we open our mouths and praise, we are saying, Lord, look down this tubular bell of my throat and see the very heart that I have for you. For thou hast rescued me. That's praise unto God. Here's the witness of it. Many <laughs> shall see it. You know, many will drive past tonight and say, The car's in there tonight. I wonder what goes on in there. People will look at you and work, and neither they'll see you with a face that's you have to run from Tesco's. It looks like a horse that's that long sometimes. <laughs> See, a Tesco's van, you'd run round the block away from it. I know, I right don't know. Oh, the joy of the Lord's my strength. <laughs> Walk into work. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, singing. Say, show, show them Christ. Show them the joy of Christ in your life. The love of God in your heart. Many shall see it. A changed life. 
different desires. A new beginning. Forgiveness of sins. And glory to God. That's what they need to see. When they look at you and me. Many shall see it in fear. There is a God. There is a God. If God can change her. If God can change him. If God can answer their prayers like that. If God can give them joy. If God can rescue them from the life that they live. And cause them to have a new desire. Then there must be a God. And they'll exceedingly quick and fear before him. And trust in the Lord. Trust in him. Are you saved? Are you saved? Let me ask you. Ask you with all the love and the reverence in my heart, Christian. Do you love him? Worthy of our praise. Grand Ruth, will you come up and sing again? <laughs>